Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. You're listening to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose of this podcast is to help you know, love, and live God's word. My name is Tara, and I'm your host slash new best friend. Each week, we'll dive into the depths of scripture together. We'll answer questions that we all have as believers, have hard but good conversations, unpack passages in the Bible, and have deep, encouraging conversations with some amazing guests. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to grow your love and knowledge of his word so that you can live for him more. Are you ready, friend? Let's get into it. Hey, hey there, friend. Thank you so much for being here back on the show. It is always the highlight of my life, of my week, of my day to be here with you. If you missed last week's episode, this is part two. It goes along with last week's episode. We were sitting down with Lindsay Maestas, one of my sweet friends that I've made online. She is a Christian. She is a mama. She is a wife, and she has dedicated her life and her ministry to helping women, specifically in marriage, but then also just in relationships, dating, where wherever you're at. And so last week's episode was part one. And this week, we're going to be finishing up that conversation talking about what practical things you can do to prepare your heart to be a great wife someday to, you know, just really whether you're single or you're dating to really cultivate that relationship with the Lord, because spoiler alert, that's what's really important. And then we're also going to be talking about to the girl that desires to be married to the girl that, you know, culture tells us that we need to get married ASAP. And it's really easy to be discontent. Lindsay and I are just going to breathe some encouragement into that. If that is you struggling with that feeling of loneliness and just really 
really desiring marriage, desiring a relationship, we're going to speak into that from what God's word says about that. So I'm really excited about part two. I'd highly encourage you if you're just seeing part two to go back and listen to part one because they blend so well together. But I figured there was just so much information and so much goodness that I had to cut it into two episodes. So I hope you enjoy. Please join us as we talk with Lindsay more about what it looks like to prepare our hearts for marriage and to really thrive in that season of waiting. Right. Ugh, you, you nailed it. And I think one of the things that really stood out to me is that we are a people. And I'm speaking from my own experience. I'm literally not condemning or judging anyone listening that's in this spot because I literally was there myself yeah. just not that long ago. But we are so uh, obsessed with getting married ASAP. We are so mm-hmm. obsessed with getting into that relationship ASAP that yeah. that we rush it and that we think – or maybe there's fear. Like, you know, I, pro- I think I probably dated, I don't know, loosely, like besides Michael, like maybe like one or two guys before him. Yeah. And I was like – they weren't great guys, but it, I was so blinded by it. But I kind of had this feeling and it's like, oh my gosh, like the one has to be like the one. Like it can't mm-hmm. be the two. Like I, I have to date <laughs> one guy. Like I – like as, as a Christian, especially growing up, I'm like, oh my gosh, this idea of this one, like I I have to find the right guy, like, like right now. And then he's the one and no one else. And I, it, it's bad if you date more people, it's, you know, all mm. these things, but we're just, it, we're for some reason, like you said, just in a rush to get to that point. But I really appreciate how you said that. It's like, you, it'd be way better to be like 40 or 50, 35, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. find that right one. Um, I'm saying it, but um, the one that you said is bearing good fruit, loves the Lord, um, has, you know, that evidence is that is really good and not harmful to you Then just to quickly jump into it. And I also think that, I mean, I agree with everything you said too. I don't believe there's a one I used to, and I think it sounds good. It sounds really romantic. It sounds really nice. Um, But I think when we think about it and we stop and think about like, God literally didn't say that. He has Mm -hmm. biblical models for for love and for marriage. And yes, marriage is the choice and and marriage is you and one other person, uh, you know, man and woman. Um, And so there's that for us to know, but it's just like, we do have the choice and it should be something that we take seriously. And mm-hmm. if it's a couple, it's a, if it's a handful of people you have to date through, as long as you're honoring the Lord with it, then like that might be God's path for you. And so I just think that's really important to remember. And I think for anyone listening, it's important to like kind of like free yourself up from um, that pressure that I think Amen. it's put on a lot with this idea of the one, you know? Well, and I think it'll be very disappointing to someone when they marry that person and realize how truly imperfect they are if they believe that yeah. they're the only one for that. I mean, not yeah. that that gives an excuse for you to leave and go do something else, but to feel right, like right. like God um, made a mistake with your life. And the yeah. truth is, is that you're going to walk into a marriage and you're going to have really big struggles sometimes and you're going to feel fit like he's failing you or not leading you properly or not loving you well or, mm-hmm. or he's – you know, looking at things he shouldn't be and you then get angry with God when it is not something he promised you was to give you this perfect spouse who is your everything and your all because ultimately your spouse is not intended to be your everything and your all. That then becomes idolatry. And when you seek your happiness and your peace and your, your everything from this spouse, you then become disappointed constantly because you're idolizing them and putting them in a position that they don't belong, Mm, which is in idolatry. You're putting, you're making a good thing, which is your marriage into a God thing. And only God can give you that love, that peace, that satisfaction in your heart that is 
yours to hold on to and he is the only one who won't fail you your spouse will so having this majestic view of marriage like Mm. my marriage is a beautiful cool good thing yeah is it my everything absolutely not is motherhood my everything absolutely not because Mm -hmm. it is going to crumble me if I make it my all in all Jesus has to remain my all in all that's good even even really good things like the best things that we can be. I know there's so much more to a man and there's so much more to a woman, but I really believe like I I am, like I told Michael, like my number one identity is, you know, being a daughter of God. And like, that's my number one identity. But then also like my, my second and third most favorite roles are going to be your wife and, and, you know, to be a mom, but it's not necessarily like we can make anything really good an idol. We can make bad things an idol. We can make good and bad things idols. And I really appreciate how you said that too, because it's like when we have this idea of the one, it does quickly become an idol because we're just so hyper-focused over this element of perfection that we attach to it. Like I, even a couple of weeks ago, I was just like thinking about like, there's all these girls that like, you know, grow up in the church, especially I'm not like blaming the church at all, but like, we just get this idea that we need to find this perfect man. And that's literally like the most, like probably harm, not the most, but it's like a, yes, harmful, a very harmful expectation thing. to put on someone. And I think it's also something that guys look for too, is the perfect girl. And it's a very harmful expectation. And I think we can start thinking that way when we think of the one, because we think, oh, the one is like perfect. And he checks all these boxes. And, you know, just to, like you said earlier, just to have that grace and to realize that we're all like, I've just started to tell people like, just even as I've learned more about this in my own life, I'm like, stop looking for the perfect guy. Stop, start looking for the guy that like, or girl, start looking for that potential spouse, that potential boyfriend that is following the Lord is that is striving to honor him and is trying his best has a genuine relationship because that's all you can ask for otherwise we have this one in our head and it gets it gets kind of muddy you know yeah well in finding that spouse who is so focused on Jesus that they love him more than they love you is yeah. something that will last to where yeah. your future husband will then look at the the word of God in Ephesians and say See how it says to love your spouse as your own body, to love your spouse as Christ loved the church. What a huge calling that is for men to love their wives in that way. And yet if you are chasing after someone who is kind of on and off about their faith and they're Sunday Christians, you know, they don't actually have a deep relationship with Jesus. And not to say people don't doubt and struggle, but there is a pattern in someone's life when you either see fruit or you don't. And to come to a place and say, I want my husband to be the father and to be the man who's chasing after God's heart for the rest of his life and not one who I'm constantly having to encourage to read and to pray and do those things and who who I feel like I have to lead in our home in order for our marriage to be satisfactory. Mm. Mm, wow. I, I love that you said that because I feel like that's something that I have been walking through myself, um, mm-hmm. something that I've been just feeling. But I really I really appreciate that. And I think it gives a lot of hope, you know, wherever you are in in your dating relationship, in your singleness, in your marriage. But um, I, I love that. And I could just go on and on about that. But I also wanted to touch on something else that I've been thinking about a lot. And I get questions yeah. and sometimes I'm like, I don't really like know how to answer this. And so I love getting to hear other people's perspectives and what they've learned from the Lord. And um, one of that is, I know you get this question all the time too, is how to prepare your heart for marriage. I, I've gotten this like, it's just like an onslaught lately. I don't really know why. Uh, maybe it's the season. I don't know. But just a lot yeah. of people like, 
sending yeah, DMs were. and they're like, how do I prepare my heart for marriage? How do I like – and like they're not bad questions. It's actually really sweet and honestly great to be aware and intentional about marriage. I mean this is for women that are um, either single and not dating or dating and looking to be married. Like it's just like how do I, how do I get to that point where I'm ready for marriage? And you know – I have some thoughts on this, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. I mean, is there are there things we should be doing? Like, does God say we should be doing this and this and this? Like, is there a certain point in our lives where we're automatically ready to be married? Like, there's just these questions that we have circling preparing our hearts, preparing our lives for marriage. And I would just love to hear some of your thoughts on that. Yes. I do not believe that there is any personally, do not believe that there's any specific time where God says, okay. I mean, and in his grand plan, he knows your future, your present, your past. He knows when you're going to get married. But I think a lot of it comes to obviously meeting a person who you can spend the rest of your life with. Again, not the perfect person, but meeting someone who aligns with your core values. And I think it's important to establish the core values that you have for yourself. And a lot of that is asking yourself, what are the things that are most important to me in a spouse and having the values that are established within your life, your family, you know, somebody who can come around and be with my family, someone who enjoys to be with me. I am big on quality time. That's one of my love languages. And I want a spouse who is going to, to display that to me. And when you find someone who matches those core values, who has similar love languages or is able and willing to give you your love language, who bears the fruit of the gospel and chases after Jesus, ultimately that really is what it is about. You know, it's finding somebody who God says, okay, I'm opening a door for you. It's not the one and it's not the perfect timing but it's being aware. But most importantly, and this is something that I say a lot, is it's not necessarily your list of expectations for that person, but it is preparing your heart in the Mm. sense that you have an expectation for yourself. How am I living up to my relationship with Jesus? How faithfully am I following him? How near am I to him to where you are holding yourself to the same standard or higher than what you're holding your spouse to so that you know I am ready for this. I am in a place where I I desire Jesus more than my husband or my mm-hmm. wife. And in that, I feel prepared and I feel ready to, to say yes. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the 
bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash truth talks to this and to move forward. And I genuinely feel, I mean, emotions really are fickle things and they get in the way, but I believe that the Holy Spirit is very, very faithful in guiding and And when we are about to walk into sin, like we sense that conviction, we sense that something's off. And if there is a place where you're missing peace and where you are struggling, not that you're not going to have struggle. I mean, during my engagement, I threw my ring out the window. Like I, it was bad. (laughs) It was bad. Wow. (laughs) And, and I could have called it off and I could have had reason to call it off. You know, my husband, and he's very open with this now, but like was struggling deeply with pornography and he had never told me about it. And so it was a lie because he was lying to me because I had asked and he lied to me. And then, um, I really struggled personally because I had been really promiscuous in my life and had dated so many people. I was not raised in the church or anything. And, I sought my validation through guys and I felt like I owed sex to them. And so I just like Mm. gave myself away and, and I felt disgusting every single time. And I was so appalled, but like, didn't, I didn't have a different direction in my life. And this is on episode 30, my whole testimony on the podcast, but I, I, I struggled when I was dating Jesse and engaged to him to not be intimate because I had always felt that is what told me somebody loved me, which was such a lie. But I, I pushed myself on him and I like wanted that and was in complete sin and allowed myself to be put in situations where that sin would tempt me more and more instead of fleeing from that sin, like the Bible called me to. And so there were a lot of things that we could have said, this is done. This is done yeah. and yeah. we're done. But the difference that I I personally believe that I saw was that there was deep and intentional repentance in his life. There was accountability where he sought help from other men and pastors to come yeah. out of this struggle, which God has re- like completely redeemed and mm-hmm. restored and just made amazing. Wow. And in my life, I surrounded myself with women who had gone before me and I confessed the struggles I was having and the temptation I had and not to put myself on a pedestal in any way, but that is that shows the Holy Spirit's work, right? That is all it right. is. It's just yes. the Holy Spirit pouring in. And if you're not yeah. seeing that work being done in engagement, you can imagine that it will likely mm-hmm. either stay the same. I mean, God can do all things, but to just prepare yourself and to prepare your heart and to say, okay, hey, I'm not seeing much repentance. I'm not seeing much awareness of your sin. I'm not seeing much community or fellowship. Let's either work through this and talk through it and and find someone because if the willingness is there, that's huge. But if not, okay, hey, maybe these are some things that I just need to to work through spiritually as well and listening to the Holy Spirit and knowing your engagement will not be perfect. Your dating life will not be perfect. Your marriage man, the amount of pressure I put on Jesse to lead me spiritually. And it's taken 10 years mm-hmm. for him to get to a place where he feels even slightly confident in that. Had I oh, given up on him, I never would have seen the redemption and the restoration right. and the work of God in his life. And so oh. it's, man, it's a lot. It is, it's, there's yeah. so many answers, but yeah. that's part of it. <laughs> part of my thoughts. Oh, and I hope for people listening, no matter where they're at, single, dating, engaged, whatever, um, thinking about this idea of preparing your heart for marriage and preparing for what a beautiful thing it is and how much work it takes. I think it's really freeing to know that like there's not like necessarily this checklist. Like we need to be like I just think like you said, we need to simplify it a little bit more in a way and just focus on, you know, just continuing to be um 
uh, closer to the Lord, to follow him more, to know his word, to be a witness, just all the things that God calls us to do, like basically just general things that God calls us to do because that's going to affect every area of our lives. And, you know, we don't do this. We don't get in the word. We don't strive to build our relationship with the Lord more so that he will honor us with a better marriage or, you know, we don't do it to get to this end. Right. We do it because he's worthy of it. We do it because it's beautiful and it's the it's the way we were created mm-hmm. to live. Um, but I think it's really freeing to know that and just to kind of take the pressure off and I mean, we could go into nitty gritty and I know you have before about like, I mean, there's certain things, I mean, some of it's opinions, but certain things like even just, we could talk about, like some people have questions like, where should I be financially? Just all these things. There's a lot of things we can talk about. Um, But I just think when it Mm -hmm. comes down to that is listening to the Lord. And because honestly, that's, I mean, we could talk all day, but (laughs) the Lord is the one who's going to guide you. Steps that you can take, and one of those is premarital counseling with a church that is Bible based and Bible teaching. If you go, I mean, premarital counseling for us was huge, monumental in dealing with the really hard questions because they went through theology. What do you believe about everything? You know, what are your views of the Bible? Um, What is your way of studying scripture? And do you do that best alone or together? How important is worship to you? How important is the church? How important is it to be a part of a small group? Where are you financially? And how does that affect you? Do you plan to combine your accounts? Um, what is your understanding of headship and submission? Yeah, I mean, uh, what? how often do you want to have sex? Like all kinds of very hard questions when you're in there. And especially for me, I was so young, but feeling like, wow, this is actually giving me some idea of what this looks like. And there were a lot of things Jesse and I agreed upon. And then there were things that we butt heads on and they were able coming from couples who love Jesus so much and who love you and who desire good for your marriage. were able to come and say, Hey, this is really cool that you guys are doing this. Or, Hey, we really need to talk through this before we move forward because like, this is a really big deal. And having that and which is it all goes back to having solid community there are so many people who do not see the value in congregating together mm-hmm. anymore or to being in church especially after 2020 right. and i just want to challenge you that god calls us to be a part of the body of christ god calls us you you can do nothing with one arm right yeah. what does one arm without yeah. a body do it does nothing the whole body is made up of parts so that we can each serve mm-hmm. love pour into in different ways and you have a calling to serve your church and and maybe it's that you go to church and you feel like Ugh, I don't get anything out of this serve you know it's not to be consumed you can be fed through the Bible. Read your Bible. Yeah. Open your Bible every day. If you're not reading your Bible, I just challenge you and ask where your walk is. And, and not in a judgmental way at all because I have been through super, super low droughts with my my reading. And But where is your walk if you are not mm-hmm. wanting to hear from God? Open the Word and read. Not not Instagram, you know, little squares or podcast episodes. Like all those things are great, but that is not the Lord speaking to you. That is the Lord speaking to someone else to you. So hear from Him, but then get immersed in a community because, man, the like I said, the amount of people in the moments that things were hard for us that we spoke to about everything. I mean everything, who were able to guide us and love us through those really hard seasons was, I mean, transformative. It absolutely changed Mm. 
everything. And if you don't have that from the beginning, it can be really hard to feel comfortable pouring into other people or letting other people yeah. into your life when it's not something that you're used to. So the the premarital counseling is huge and then building yeah. a solid community. Those are like the two main things I would say before getting married. Yeah. And I love that. And all, all of those things work through the smaller things that you may think, like you question, oh, finances mm-hmm. or, you know, where am I at in school? Or where am I at in my career? Like, you know, those those nitty gritty things can be answered and will be answered and work through in those things. And so I yeah. think that's really important. It's just like, okay, you know, get in tune with the Lord, get in, mm-hmm. <laughs> coupled into counseling and, and, and community. So I really appreciate that because it's so practical, but it's going to give us the answers we need. So mm-hmm. I love that. Um, literally, love this conversation so much. I think we in the future need to do another one on, some, <laughs> I on would something love that. else related to this because I'm learning so much myself and I'm, I know everyone listening is too. But as we close, I had just like one thought. And again, another question that I keep getting and that is for the single girl. If you could give her like one piece of advice right now um, as far as what are some value, valuable ways that she can spend her time as she waits um, for whatever God has for her. I'm not saying that it's, it's you know, it's a guarantee that we're going to get married. We're going to find that guy an X amount of time. Um, but just sometimes we waste, we waste our time um, to yeah. be super honest. And I did too. waste our time waiting for that. Um, and we sit very stagnantly and I know that's not God, what God wants for us. So mm-hmm. just a little brief word of encouragement. What would you say to that girl who has ha- who's having those feelings? Yeah. Well, as you said, Tara, I feel like that is huge that, um, God has not promised us marriage. And I think that that's really important yeah. to know, but <laughs> do I do, do I believe that he has, marriage in store for many, many women and that it will be beautiful and wonderful and hard and, and all the things. Yes. But I, (laughs) I would say I have an episode, um, and I always reference these because obviously it goes into far more depth about the topic, but it's called singleness is not a disease. And I believe so strongly in that, that gosh, I look back and I mean, I'm very honest about all this stuff. My husband and I joke a lot of the time about, what would we do if we still didn't have kids or like what would we be doing if we were still single? And while I wouldn't change my world, I wouldn't. I genuinely, truly know that this is where Jesus has me. It doesn't mean that it's always easier. Like it is much easier some days to wake up and be like, I just want to go to the gym and go to the store and go eat at lunch and meet a friend than like have to think about responsibilities as a mom or a wife. It it adds on Mm -hmm. more to your plate. It just is. That's just the reality of it all. And so while you're in that season of singleness, it's so easy, like you said, to waste time waiting and to treat it like it's some disease and that you're not living your life until you're married. That is one of the greatest lies of the enemy because the amount of things I wish I would have done before having kids is endless. And I can't live there, right? I can't live in that space of saying, oh, I wish I would have. And I've learned now to like bring my family along with me, which has been I mean, sometimes most often I enjoy it even more because like you're seeing life through your children's eyes, which there's just nothing like it, especially Christmas. I'm so excited. Mm. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) it's the best. But like we went to Disney and while I love going to Disney and like Universal, seeing it through my kids' eyes was beautiful and wonderful. However, there are so many things that I could have done in the time that I was single, like traveling or building relationships or strengthening my relationship with God in a way that you know, prepared me for what was to come and not in the sense of longing for it, but in the sense of like, Lord, where do you have me now to pour into other single girls and love on them? And I did, I led community groups of single girls while I was single 
And it was so cool because that friendship, we all looked forward to that every single week to have that relationship and the time to share. And I just think that we treat it as this waiting period, like life, like I said, like life hasn't started yet. And it's such a lie because you, grass is always greener. You're going to look back in 10 years and say, man, the things I could have done and the things I could have experienced instead of just dating it, like for me, dating and dating and dating and dating and trying to find that person, I could have enjoyed my life. (laughs) I could have, and not that dating wasn't (laughs) fun in its own right, but I could have like just built these really inseparable bonds with friends and I could have seen part of the world even though I was broke. Like I could have made it happen and built my family relationships and, you know, there's so many relationships in our lives that are valuable and we take them for granted and we just want a husband. But it's just reality and it's why I do what I do is that, I mean – 41% to 50% now of marriages end in divorce and a good portion of those end in an affair. And not to like bring everyone down because I believe that our world is shifting into a new place of seeing the value of marriage. But I believe that success in your marriage and true joy and relationship and friendship in your marriage comes from doing that work while you're single and doing that hard, holy heart work with the Lord before you get into that place. And so just choose. It's every morning waking up with gratitude. It's it's shielding yourself from social media that causes you to envy or compare or struggle yeah. because it's empty. I mean, you don't see what's on the other end of anything and it's creating right. boundaries. It's reading books instead of scrolling as soon as you wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. There are so many boundaries that you can create within yourself to not allow your heart to envy. The Bible says flee from temptation. So what is causing yeah. you to long for marriage and play it on this altar in your life, how can you tear that down? It's by worshiping Jesus alone and changing the patterns and the things that cause you to struggle. Mm, It's so good. Like literally so practical, but I love how each, like this is, this is God's word. This is how it's intended to be of it's so practical, but it's born out of a place of glorifying the Lord. Like everything we do should have that motivation of, of doing that. And so I really appreciate that. And like, I can even resonate myself, even though I'm married, like I can resonate so much with creating those boundaries and, um, even just like, you know, choosing gratitude, like you said, waking up every single day with gratitude and contentment, knowing that like, this is where God is place to you. And there's like literally no safer place to be if, if you really trust mm-hmm. his heart and his character. So, oh my gosh, Lindsay, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank I just, you. I'm so blessed by this conversation, blessed by your ministry and um, just really inspired by your humble heart just to equip women, um, create community and just be vulnerable and honest and just have the solid biblical foundation. I would love as we end Thank the episode, you. if you could, oh, oh my gosh, of course, <laughs> um, as we end the episode, <laughs> I would love if you could share um, social media links, anything that they can get connected with you on, any of the information that would be helpful if they're wanting more of this in their daily life and more information. Yes. Well, I want to start by saying thank you so much for having me on. As I mentioned, I just love your ministry. I love what you do. I feel so um, just honored to be on your podcast, Tara. So thank you. I appreciate you. (laughs) And um, I will say that, okay, to find me. So to find me, you can go to Instagram at living easy with Lindsay. I share a lot of random things. We do have a TikTok that's very marriage focused um, and that's Jesse and Lindsay, and then the wife project. So again, 
my babies are the podcast and the wife project. The wife project from roommates to soulmates is open and you can find the link on uh, my Instagram or it's on my website, which is sparrowsandlily.com. You can kind of find it anywhere if you just search for it, even on Google. But, um, and that is an eight and a half week, about 10 hour course that you can go through on your own. It's completely self-paced and it is focused just like this conversation, um, biblically focused with a heart to help you to grow in your marriage, to deepen your faith in such a way that it has no choice but to pour out onto your relationship. Mm -hmm. And it really just challenges your heart. I have a 55 page um, wife project journal that allows you to, it creates, um, it has, sorry, (laughs) it, I'm going to say that word. I have a 55 page wife project journal, which includes actionable marriage challenges, journaling questions, memorization verses, Mm -hmm. communication and conversation starters with your spouse. So I've had a lot of husbands go through it with their wives and they've really enjoyed it. I've had a lot of really good feedback, but it's intended for you. If your husband is not there or if you just want something for yourself, I always say this is not because you're the problem, right? We all have our own issues. My husband always says, you point one finger, there's three pointing back at you. There's always, (laughs) always things that we can work on. And the Bible calls us to evaluate and examine our own hearts. And so you must come to a place where you say, Lord, I am responsible for my walk with you. I am responsible for my faith and I'm responsible for my actions within my marriage and in my home. Am I creating a safe place for my spouse and my children? And so it just kind of challenges you in the roots of the issues that you may have. We talk about forgiveness after large betrayals, um, working through communication styles, talking about sex and pleasure and how to communicate and navigate that. So, so many things, the little foxes in your marriage, because it's usually the small things that eat away and not the big things. And so in the journal, you can figure out what those small things are and how to work through them biblically. So lots and lots and lots of goodies. Um, There is a payment plan for that one as well. And then that's pretty much it. So, and on the podcast, I don't know if I said that, but the Living Easy podcast, and I launch an episode every Monday, um, aside from the times that I'm taking short Sabbath breaks. But yeah, I, I, that's pretty much it. <laughs> A lot of things. Love it. I mean, there's so, there's yeah. so much. And no, but it's like, it's all amazing and it hits so many different points. Um, so obviously, I'll have it all linked in the episode notes. So you guys can go check it out, um, even just the podcast, but there's also a lot of amazing resources that Lindsay has. It's just a wealth. You, Thank you. you literally cannot exhaust it. Um, so it's amazing. But oh my gosh, Lindsay, love you, friend. Love Thank you, you again Thank for taking you. the time and just sacrificing it. And I just, I'm so appreciative. And um, yeah, from all of us here listening, thank you. We adore you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me.